The Chicago Bulls have now won four games in a row. And that has been led by our young guys. And I'm here to let you guys know that Patrick Williams is proof on why you shouldn't give up on young players too soon. And then we will dive into the mailbag today. Y'all already know we're going to talk about it. But you know, you got to hear the music first. Come on, yeah. Gang. Bulls podcast with the Cognac Boys. I'm Cognac Boy Bobby, and I'm holding it down on another episode of Shy Bulls Podcast with me and my co-host C-Dub. If you like what you're listening to today, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell so every time we drop, you'll be one of the first ones to know. Now, talking about Patrick Williams, man, I know there's been a lot of talks surrounding Patrick Williams. A lot of people have been coming out saying that he's a bust. He's not it. He's passive P. Let's get rid of him. You would trade him for a pack of now laters and a bag of Funyuns. You would trade him for a, fry, a fried bologna sandwich. You would trade him for a Billy Donovan's pack of gum. And that's about it. But as of late, Patrick Williams has been pretty, pretty damn good for the Chicago Bulls. And he is proof that you shouldn't give up on young talent so quick. The same can also be said about Kobe White. The same could be said about Ayodo Sumu as well. In Patrick Williams' last six games, my guy's giving you 14.7 points. We're going to round up to 15. He's giving you 15 points, five rebounds. He's giving you a still a game and a block a game. And he has been pretty damn good for when it comes to his shooting percentages from the field. 59% from the three-point line, 40% from Patrick Williams. He looks more comfortable. He looks more uh, into the game. He's showing more emotion out there. He's giving more effort on both ends of the floor, and he's just simply playing basketball, something that we've been asking from Patrick Williams for a very long time, and I am happy to see that in his last six games, he is performing well, and he is doing his job on both ends of the floor. When you talk about Kobe White, who really was the kind of like the lead guy on believing that you shouldn't give the up on your young players too soon, my man in his last six games giving the Chicago Bulls 23-5-5 and five from Kobe White. <laughs> Excuse me. 23-5-5 and five, with 47% from the field and 50% from the three. Just recently set a franchise record in his last 10 games with 47 threes, bro. 47 threes. That is ridiculous. We look at Ayodo Sumo, who has been elevating his game as well with the minutes that he's been earning off the bench, averaging about 26 minutes per game. So you still look at that. He's giving you nine points, two rebounds, and three assists, and he's giving you a steal per, per game, one steal per game on 52% from the field. Not so great from the three, but 30% 
We shall take it. At least that's how we're going to look at it for now. I got to show love to these uh, these other young guys, too, and come out and say, look, bro, we don't know what these young guys will turn out to, but we have to give them every opportunity to right their wrongs. Those young players that I'm talking about is Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, Amara Sanogu, Henry Drill, and, above, you know what I'm saying, just these players. We don't know what these players could eventually turn into, but we have to be patient with some of these players. I understand, like, when we talk about Patrick Williams, he was the uh, selected fourth overall in his draft that he was selected by the Chicago Bulls, and he did not pop as fast as some of those other players that was in his draft, like our, uh, Tyrese Maxey, like uh, uh, Halliburton. Players like that, they popped a little bit more, way more faster if we keeping it a buck than Patrick Williams. But I will say this, shout out to the Bulls for have, having a little bit of patience to stick it out with Patrick Williams. I mean, I know that they did come out early within the season and kind of put pressure on Patrick Williams to let him know he has to be a focal point with, you know, on this team and within the offense for the Chicago Bulls, and he kind of got off to a rough start to where we were like, what the hell are you doing, Patrick Williams? You got benched again for Torrey Craig, and then he earned his spot back, and it looks like he ain't trying to give it up. So shout out to Patrick Williams. You got to show love to these young guys because they are leading the charge right now. Kobe White is a guy who even had his struggles, you know, with the Chicago Bulls. I know early on last season, there were plenty of people that wanted to trade Kobe White. I probably said it as well, but I know that in that second half of the season when he started to settle in, when he started to find his way, when he began to sit in the chair on the defensive side of the ball and defend, that's when everything started to turn that corner. And then this offseason, me and my co-host, C-Dub, we came out and said, hey, look, you might have the point guard on your team. Give this young man an opportunity. Let's see it. Like, let's see it. He was a starter previously, was moved to the bench. He's grown. And then we wanted Kobe White to receive his opportunity on the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls. They went out and they they got Javon Carter. A lot of people, including myself, at one point thought that Javon Carter was going to be the starter. But I still was on the side of allowing Kobe White to prove himself. And so far, so damn good with that decision from Billy Donovan and his coaching staff and all the guys that's involved to say, hey, let's give Kobe White an opportunity to see if he can do this. Wasn't the prettiest when he started the season, but he has gotten better every single game and every single week. And when it comes down to Ayodo Sumu, like, look, that freshman year when he was a rookie, he came in solid. Last year, he was still, you know, ranging around the same numbers as we was in his rookie season. But the percentages, there was a drop-off. The impact for Ayodosumu, there was a drop-off. Seemed like he wasn't as lethal as we know he could have been in transition, attacking the basket. We felt like the, 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 the confidence from shooting three was a bit low. But this season, my guy is back to what we need him to be. So that's why I'm all for allowing these young guys 
to push things forward and make the room a lot more brighter when we talk about what the Chicago Bulls will look like in the future. So I got to show them love. Kobe White, Ayodosumu, and Patrick Williams. And then I got to give love to our young guys. Look, Daylon Terry is out of sight, out of mind. He hasn't received much minutes in his young NBA career. That does not mean he cannot play. I believe that he does need to polish up on a lot of his game, but we don't know what he can turn into. This is year two for him. I hope that we eventually, with moves expecting to come with the Chicago Bulls, we get more uh, film and tape with Daylon Terry in the lineup, and we can see if he's that guy or not. We never got that opportunity with Marco Simonovic. I'm pretty sure there is much reason for that. But these guys need their opportunity. We've seen glimpses from Julian Phillips. I want to see a little bit more from Daylon Terry as well. Y'all go ahead and comment on that below. Let me know how y'all feeling about that all. And then, uh, yeah, we got that game tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Let me know your predictions on that. I think that the Chicago Bulls should be in good hands. The Milwaukee Bucks are still trying to figure it out over there. So the Bulls should be able to take advantage of that tonight. And we shall see what happens. If the young guys can continue their stellar play. And if the Chicago Bulls can continue to play team basketball at the highest level. We shall see. Drop your predictions below. But before we go, we got to show some love to our callers who called into the show this past week. I want to go ahead and give love to the guys that called in by introducing their voicemails to the show on today's episode. This first voicemail is from my guy, Corn. My guys, Bobby, C-Dub, Cognac Boys, Big Kev, Steve-O. What's up, King? Um, Let's just get right into it, man. Um, This is not about the Bulls here, you know what I'm saying? Because I know everybody's going to have calls hearing about the four gang when it's really exactly and all that shit. So I'm, I'm just going to talk about the future. Let's talk about the future of us. Um, we need to start sleeping on this draft next year. Um, me and Steve-O got a disagreement going on. Um, I feel like Zach Eady is a special player. If you don't know who Zach Eady is, look him up. He's only two hours away from Chicago. He plays for Purdue. He's the big man of the year. That's who we should get. Now, I get it. He's not the modern-day big man that um, the NBA fell in love with. Joel Embiid, Wimby's, and all them, right? The big man that can shoot, that can stretch the floor. Um, Come from the 90s. I miss my Shaq. I miss my Patrick Hewitt. I miss my Elijah You understand? Like, I want a back-to-the-basket dominant center. And that is that easy. He is a back-to-the-basket dominant Dunking your ass, nuts in your face, no pause, keep that shit playing. <laughs> but like I said, man, uh, he is a real special talent to me, man. He's super huge because he's going to be the guy that's going to be able to compete with the Czech Holmgren and the Wimbies and all that because he's so huge, sevenfold, 300 pounds, bro. Like, that, man, he's an athletic y'all mean, brother. I'm so serious. Check this man out. Check out. Check. Don't even check. I like watch the game. Watch how dominant he is on the floor. He changes everything. 
And that's the type of player that we need in Chicago. And the other thing that I love about him that was different from all the other college players, he's a senior, 21 years old. And if you really look at him and you really look at the stats, every single year he got better. So, you know, um, appreciate you. Appreciate it like always, man. I got to get up, up out of here. I know I'm a time late. But if you don't know about Zach Eddie, y'all, look him up. That should be the first pick of the Bulls draft. Bless him. All right. So shout out to Corn for calling in, man. It's always a pleasure. I love what you said, though. I do believe that the Chicago Bulls, if you do look at the draft that you might – you, you uh, I'm still trying to figure out whether – it depends on what the Bulls do when it comes about who they're going to draft. I'm with you that the Bulls, if you go ahead and get a young athletic big, that will be good. But my, my only question is, is what do they do with Nikola Vucevic at that point? And then I got to add on, what do they do with Andre Drummond at that point? I believe this is his last season with Andre Drummond. But if he continues to be solid and if he wants to return, do you just go ahead and give him up? He's still solid off the bench on most nights. He's giving you double-digit rebounds. He's helping in that regard. And then when you talk about Nikola Vucevic, his deal is very, very favorable. And it's not a bad deal. And you still going to have him locked up for an additional two years. So do you wish risk? a high draft pick potentially on a guy like that. You know what I'm saying? On the big guy. And then you see what happens and then you allow him to just sit and rest and develop or something like that. Like what is the whole plan behind that? Because if I'm looking at things, if you can't come to terms with DeMar DeRozan on something, you can move P will to the three and then you can attack something and look at a guy that can play the four for you. That's how I'm looking because I don't really have a guy set in place. I haven't really done my homework on draft prospects that's going to be coming out this, at, you know what I'm saying? This, uh, after this season, I got to keep it honest. I'm not going to sit here and make up lies and stuff. So I would, I really, I, I think that is an interesting prospect that you mentioned for sure, but I still want to see the other guys around it. And I also want to let this season play out to see who's going to stay, who's going to go. Because I believe that if you can't come to an agreement with DeMar DeRozan, you might as well let him go, slide P. Will to the three, and then you still got Nikola Vucevic, and you could probably get a young guy at the four unless you feel like Julia Phillips is good enough for that. But you could still have somebody on the bench to support that role in whatever you're trying to do. And I'm not saying that it's, you know, it's very, very possible, but you still got other guys, you know, working on them, working on their games to see what they can do for the Bulls. And you still got Julian Phillips, who you can look at. So, I mean, not Julian Phillips, Justin Lewis, who you can look at. So it's still a lot, it's still early. I want to, you know, allow a little bit more time before I start uh, talking about prospects. But I'm not mad at this one. So shout out to you, Corn. Appreciate you for calling in. Now the last voicemail of the day before we get up out of here comes from my guy Ricky Carroll. Here's the voicemail. What up, Bobby? See that was Ricky Carroll. I said hello, watching you guys tonight. I'm sorry, guys, about Zach Levine. And the reason I'm sorry about Zach Levine because we didn't have a better coach. If Zach Levine went to San Antonio, he don't know how much better he would be. He would turn into the player everybody wants him to be because he would play hard for a good coach. Adoka should have been the Bulls coach. And if he would have been the Bulls coach, Zach Levine would have been just fine. Just fine. Somebody reached Patrick Williams. I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know when. He got Tony Snell syndrome. 
But anyway, back to the uh, the Bulls. Kobe, he had an injury. It took him away from the game. You got to know, man, as soon as he got himself together and believed in what he does, he's going to be better. The only person bothering me is Boots. If Boots play and hustle, he's one of the top five centers in the league. But sometimes he don't feel like it. And that's a problem. Because sometimes he don't feel like it at the end of the game. So think about it. The Bulls going to be just fine now. And whoever they're going to bring in, going to score more than Ron DeRosa if they get the right one. And then Ron DeRosa going to get the ball in the fourth quarter. He's like a pitcher in baseball. He's going to be the closer. Hope I get a chance to talk to you brothers one day. Have a good night. Peace. All right. So shout out to Ricky Curl. Thank you, man, for calling in. Appreciate you every time you do call in. You talked about Zach Levine and him needing better coaching. And uh, you talked about Ime Udoka. I believe that Ime Udoka is one hell of a coach. Look what he's doing with the Houston Rockets. You know what I'm saying? And I believe they're going to go ahead and build something solid down there in Houston. So I got to show love for that. But when it comes to Zach Levine and Billy Donovan, I got to keep it a buck. These last four games, I believe it's a big enough sample size to say that Zach Levine has to buy in. I believe it's fair. I believe that Zach Levine has to buy into what the Chicago Bulls want to do offensively. Um, you see that a lot of things, at least when it comes to playing the style of basketball that they want to play, a lot of the things is coming with getting Vooch involved at the elbow and then running corner actions with two other players and one, and it's going to be like a read and reacting with Nikola Vucevic, who's a solid passer, you know what I'm saying, and who can make most passes in this game. So I think that comes into play. And if Zach Levine buys in, he should be able to contribute. And we will have to see Zach Levine use his IQ a little bit more than what we've seen in years past. It's been tough. I understand that when it comes to Zach Levine, but he has to do that eventually, right? Eventually. And then you mentioned that Vooch is the top five center in the league, and I believe you could probably argue that. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, I'll put him in top 10, you know, slide him down a little bit more other than the top five. But I still believe that Nikola Vucevic is a solid center and he's on a team friendly deal. Like his deal is not that bad. So I got to show him. I got to show the Bulls some love on that for getting them locked up for three years on a team of a favorable deal for the team. So showing love in that. We'll see what the Bulls eventually turn out to be when Zach Levine comes back. Because I believe there is a strong possibility that Zach Levine ain't going nowhere no time soon. I believe in that. I believe there's a strong possibility that Zach Levine ain't going nowhere no time soon. But I what I do believe, and I really do believe this, and y'all go ahead and mark this and check it down and listen to me closely. I do believe that if the Bulls want to be successful, you cannot have DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine in the lineup together. That's just how I look at it. You've seen what DeMar has been doing. I believe in the last two games, he's had uh, about 10 assists in each game. So that's 20 assists in two games. And the the offense is moving. The young guys are moving. They're defending. They're getting easy baskets at the ball, uh, at the hoop. And there has been high IQ basketball play. The question is that comes into play is, can Zach execute that if DeMar DeRozan is out the door? That's the biggest question. 
So we shall see. But I appreciate you, Ricky and Corn, for calling in and supporting the channel as y'all always do. Thank y'all very, very much. But that is it for me today, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you go ahead and you comment below on all the topics that we discussed today. If you want to be a part of an episode like this, make sure you call in at 773-242-9219. This is another episode of Shy Boys Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. I'm Bobby. I'm going to catch y'all on the next one for sure. Come on, yeah.